was a question I was thinking about a few minutes ago was when you were talking about how you were out in line with, um, uh, you know, or you're talking to the different pretty much fans um, that you know are enjoying or waiting for the concert to happen. They're like, oh, like Claudia, can you do this and blah 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 for me? Um, but at the same time, I can imagine um, those same fans, or let's say maybe in Olivia's case, someone who worked, you know, was with Smilers and then now works with Miley. Um, yeah. You know, there could uh, naturally so be a little bit of jealousy or um, distaste towards that person who has kind of crossed over in that realm. Um, and I, you know, you, I, you have an Instagram post that says like treat people with kindness and it's clear that you can do that. And that's probably part of the reason why you've been able to move up so quickly because you, yeah. you know, so like um, how, you know, the fan world, as we all know, can get pretty dramatic no matter which genre you're talking about, um, especially if you are kind of getting ahead a and, you know, people are not. Um, but how do you combat those kinds of possible negativities um, for those who are listening? Um, growing up, I genuinely thought I was going to work with One Direction. So mm -hmm. I did everything I could mm -hmm. to make sure that I didn't ever post anything that could bite me in the ass. Ooh. So I always led with, like, as cringy as some of my posts may be now, I always tried to either be nice, be likable, you know, be well receptive in the fandom. And granted, that didn't always happen. There was definitely fandom drama. I, I, it would be impossible for there not to be. Exactly. And, you know, I was also young and on the internet, like all over the place. But it, how do I say this? If you want to work with an artist and if you don't think that they're going to look at whatever you've ever said about them, my, my job didn't ever say that that happened, but imagine they did. Imagine you're, Ariana, you're an Ariana Grande fan. You're getting the chance to work with her and they look up your fan posts. Would they like you after they look them up? Hmm. And if the answer is no, you might want to rethink about how you're presenting yourself on the internet. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and that kind of brings me to you know, something kind of interesting here, you know, I, I'm in Seoul and I know, and I know you're a little bit familiar with K-pop as well. And, um, you know, uh, K-pop labels aren't as keen to work with fans, um, for a variety of different reasons. Some, some have been able to do such things or it's in a similar way have been fans of other groups, but they end up working, uh, you know, for a different label. Um, so in that, in that respect, but I wonder like, you know, um, it's interesting, or it's just interesting, I guess, kind of thinking about the the differences, like West, you know, where here with K-pop, it's it's more frowned upon um, to be outwardly like so, like even if you're saying like oh, I'm a huge like Blackpink fan, but like you know, or Blink, I should say, uh, you know, you kind of keep that to yourself until you've established rapport, which which I guess everybody kind of does as well. But yeah. uh, pretty much did work with NCT Dream um, a couple of years ago. What was it like working with SM and communicating with them? And then on top of that, maybe, you know, receiving some uh, attention or having seeing pretty much as attention um, from uh, N-Citizens during that time. I didn't work too closely with the NCT Dream team okay. um, just because we're pretty much, we act as their management company and that was also through their label at the time. Got it. However, I was very excited that we did have a K-pop group collab because I was so curious to see how they would respond to it because mm. K-pop is an area, is a sector of fandom that I'm not a part of and that mm. I've only been able to watch from afar and watch with awe because I think it's like they're, it's incredible 
the 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 things that those K-pop bands are able to do mm. and that do for their artists. But um, I was really excited to see the reception to it all and see how like if it traveled differently than other songs did and it did. And on top of that, we also just got the guys on Weverse and uh, Weverse. Yeah. Yes, yes. So pretty much are on Weverse and the Weverse team has been unbelievably helpful. So organized, so kind, so excited, like so helpful. And like they they apologize constantly that everything's in Korean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where I am trying to like figure this out. Like there, there was one time I had to like post something and they had to send me everything like translated, but they really they they go the extra mile to like make it as easy for us to work with them, which is so cool and so sweet because like, they they're just so patient with it all um mm. and i think it's because they know that it's you know an important conversation to have a western artist on a k-pop platform also like we're not here to take any names we're here to like see what's going on mm. see how the fans are doing over there and just kind of facilitate to them um so yeah it's it's been really cool i do hope one day uh to kind of work closer with a K-pop management team just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see BTS at the Rose Bowl though. So Oh, did, you went to that? I did. I had friends that were in town, One Direction friends that were in town and they were like, you should come. And uh. I just bought like a random ticket. And then when I just sat in their section with them, I like squeezed in oh, and nice. um, that was crazy. They didn't have an opening act. It no. was just their music videos and the three hour show. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, K-pop acts normally, it's interesting. They don't, I'm thinking about it, uh, maybe solo artists will have like a DJ that just kind of like playing for the crowd, but normally they just, like you're saying, do the music videos and then they just go like straight into it. And the fans yeah. are just, they're, they're, they're satisfied with just like, fan, you know, shouting at the music videos together before the concert starts, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I felt the energy in the room, mm-hmm. which was so nice. And and then all the little like bubble wands that they had. I'm sorry. I found- <laughs> bubble <laughs> wands. Lights. <laughs> I'm actually, that's what it's called. A bubble wand. Light stick. Light stick. But that's amazing. I love that. Okay. Yes. Bubble wand. That was crazy too. I was like, every one of you has this. Oh, mm. Every one of you bought this, but like every single one. And I just, and then like, and then you're going to take it to other shows. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. I was like. A universal merch item that not only is like for everybody to have at once, but also you can use it more than once. And that's pretty rare that you can, I don't know, like let's say Taylor Swift has like those like wristbands that like light up at the show, but I'm sure they differ like per show, per venue. And mm. and then what? And it's also just like a plain white wristband. BTS, they were like, no, no, no. You got to take this home. You got to use it and you got to bring it back. Because yep. you know, they know that you're going to come back. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it's like, a, it's honestly like an investment for fans. A lot of fans do think that if you don't have, like that, that is kind of a show of like, I am a fan of this group. There is a group called Day6 that does have a light up wristband and it's like a little plastic thing and it has like Bluetooth and stuff like that. Um, and, and they have, of course, like the one that you saw, uh, the light stick, it, it's changed over the years. Like it's, uh, there's different versions and different, of course, Bluetooth capability. Anyway, so, and, and as you saw probably there, it can, it syncs like with the whole crowd, which is, that's oh, incredible cool. as too. Yeah. Um, speaking of concerts, though, um, we, uh, you know, Venue Live is an online concert company. Um, uh, pretty much, and Boys World, you guys have done uh, concerts through Moment House. Um, and what would I would love to know? What were those experiences like for you? Um, and what are your thoughts on the online uh, music or concert live streaming space? I I don't think that it could ever actually replace live shows, mm-hmm. but I do love that 
fans are like, if, if you're not able to attend a show that you could also live stream it. Yeah. I remember, I remember like one direction fans would be like in the nosebleed live streaming their concert for like mm-hmm. fans that weren't able to be at the show. And it, it was like, hundreds of people would be on the live stream and it was just it was shitty iphone quality terrible iphone quality and people would still be tuning in and watching and so with moment house kind of like providing the space during a time where there wasn't a space to have a show Mm -hmm. and it's really cool really clean i love the um the moment has ended that shows up at the end of the 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 live stream i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah the moment is gone but you see the chat go off and the chat before the show fans are like where's everybody from what's everybody doing who's excited la 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 and they're all just like talking about like oh i hope they do this song i hope they do that song oh mm-hmm. i'm wearing my merch is anybody doing this and then during the show you see everybody going off at the same time like the chat just is running like yeah. <laughs> i don't even know how you can stop to read it all but but i i know the excitement sitting on the other side of the computer and being like Dah! typing away furiously like just out of pure happiness mm-hmm. and then it ends and it's people are exchanging their instagram handles people are saying follow me on twitter people are saying join the whatsapp group like the chat didn't die after the show did and i love that moment house had that because it provided a, a space where fans could like still communicate with each other after the show as you normally do after a show like you you sit down like you're, you're leaving everybody's like worn out and people are like in the parking lots blasting the music talking about it but go to dinner um, with each other afterwards sometimes it's like this like yeah. community thing yeah a whole a whole event like yeah. a, a concert when you go to a concert for your favorite artist that is that is a 48 hour event even <laughs> if it's like one show you got you got to prep the day before the whole day you're thinking about it you're with your friends you're tweeting you're showing up to the venue early you're trying to suss out if you can see anybody there's people screaming on the other side of the parking lot and you're like what's going on as yes. if like one of the members is just like casually parking in like the stadium parking lot or whatever and i just Oh, I, I love all that. Everyone's like running around. Do you get your merch now or later? Yeah. You don't want to keep it all day. It's like, oh, but the lines are going to be too long afterwards. You like meet fans in line. Hey, can you get me that shirt? Like, da, da, da. like yes. Oh, my God. It's literally yeah. a full, like, honestly, I mean, of course, it's amazing to work in the industry and things like that. But I, I just remember even in my like more fan uh, present days, those are just the most exhilarating, like fun times, even like camping out and stuff. Like, I don't think I'll ever do it again, but it's like so much fun and and like just that reminds me the one time i saw direction in con oh wonder run direction in concert they were staying in atlanta uh or it was in atlanta and they were at the ritz carlton of course like everyone was like trying to figure out are they at this hotel or at this hotel and at the time they speculated they were at this one hotel and the tour bus was out in the front of the parking lot and they were like oh there's this band called five seconds of summer in there and i was like who's that and i was like i don't care <laughs> literally um and then and then they found out like they're at the ritz and so people were waiting outside and of course like you know screams happened when like zane and i didn't see i just saw i think i saw zane and i just think i I just remember seeing zane but it was just mayhem but it was so funny just seeing all the personalities those kinds of things it's so much fun i got waiting in line the friends that you meet Mm -hmm. like i i saw (laughs) The, the longest I ever waited in line was for One Direction at Wembley. I mm. saw them at Wembley all three nights in London. And I, the longest I waited was 18 hours because they won't wow. let you, they won't let you stay overnight at Wembley. And so mm. we would, we would show up at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Cause it was like, for starters, this is Wembley stadium, 90,000 people. And they did GA floor. Like I just, oh. I, all, 
all the European tours were GA floor oh sectioned four groups because there was a catwalk in the middle dividing the front two groups and then the back two groups were just split. And um, so like the catwalk is massive. So we know that we didn't have to be at the very, very front of the line. We just have to be like at the beginning of the line. Right. And my God, we waited for so long. I survived off of like the cookies my hotel provided, cold McDonald's, sat on like a wet traffic cone for a hot minute. Like just talk, people were bringing their like sleeping bags. They, they were bringing like fold out chairs. And I never brought any of that because what do you do with it afterwards? I'm in London. I, my mom's not going to come pick me up. So <laughs> like, I just have to be ready to like come and go as I arrived with the exception of like whatever merch I get. Yeah. And I just three nights in a row, literally like we would leave. I would get back to the hotel at 12 o'clock. I would shower, have like a two, three hour nap and then wake up and go back to the venue. God. Those were and fun. Barrier. I have to say, I was boobs barrier front of the line at the very beginning. Like, don't think I waited 18 hours and did not get very front row. I went two nights out of the three. I was in the very, very front. She said Stop. boobs to barrier. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, I'm gonna use that now. That's uh, I literally yeah. like. Oh yeah, those were those were fun times, but also stressful because you know, like everybody wants that exact same spot, and you're like. We work into like you're in front of me, I'm behind you're behind me. Like, we're not getting this confused. And everyone's friends until security's like gates are gonna be opening in 20 minutes. And yes. then it's like, I don't get out of my way. I don't even know you. Elbows being thrown, people are tripping. Ah, that's oh, so funny. That's and then, and then it's just, I don't know. I, I was gonna say because it's at Wembley, yeah. and when there was the Euro Cup and all these grown men were doing that when the when England was playing Italy, or I'm sorry if I'm wrong here, uh football soccer folks. <laughs> I saw don't think I didn't see the pictures. Men were hopping the gate to get into Wembley Stadium. And I'm like, I've seen that before. <laughs> like <laughs> we are not different. <laughs> you are not anything above, okay? Uh-uh, uh-uh. That is so funny. Wow. I literally am like thinking back all my fans to all my fan stars. I just wanna like, I know I'm like, I wanna just do a podcast of just only fan crazy like just outlandish stories but um we are limited on yes they are really are like what was i doing who was i but then i was like you know what i was happy and i still am not to say that i that i'm not anymore but time of my life for sure yes oh yeah i was gonna say this is the time yeah good good reference and and good way to i think i feel like closing off um i want to ask you one more question um you know as you continue to build your career in this industry um where do you see yourself in five years or where do you want to see yourself you know be i i could have never ever imagined my path to getting here today and I've always said, whenever anybody asks me this, where do I want to be in five years? I just want to be happy. So mm-hmm. like that is, I, I think that's what that's what's helped me get to where I am today is that I didn't have any expectations of where my career was going to go, mm-hmm. nor did I have a name for it up until literally two years ago. So I, I, I do see myself kind of being, I don't know, maybe like a, a fan mentor to people where I could get, I could be at a point where I could teach fans how to be industry professionals and help fans kind of gain those connections and like have workshops and, and stuff like that um, to kind of help out. I want to see, I want to see my artists succeed. I want to see myself succeed. And, and I would love if in five years I could be boobs to bury at another one direction concert. Hey, that would be lit. That would be yeah. so lit. Those are amazing yeah. ideas. And I feel like a lot of people at first you're like, oh, I want to work for 
I want to do this, have this position. But I feel like over time, it's just like, yeah, I just want to be happy and fulfilled with what I'm doing. Um, and that's a. And if I could tell fans one thing too. Yeah. If you want to work for a specific artist and you don't have any experience, mm -hmm. you need the experience to work for them, which means doing the jobs that aren't working for them. You mm -hmm. like, I, you just have to have the goal in mind that you want to be good enough to work for the Ariana Grande's, Harry Styles, Shawn Mendes, Justin Bieber's of the world. Those are A-list people that are going to need A-list employees. Mm -hmm. And the only way you do that is by putting yourself out there, getting lots of gigs, working lots of shows, working lots of marketing calls, like wh whatever it is that you have to do, all of it is a stepping stone. And yep. the more you do, the better, because in the more understanding you have of the industry as a whole. Yep. I gotta say yeah and that even starts if they're like okay how do I get in these jobs that aren't working for them it starts with you know just like you did like Olivia did like I did like you start make a fan account and make it as professional as you want it to be and and yeah. people will definitely find recognize local, it find local radio stations they're always at concerts they're always doing events with artists they're always having artists up by the studio work yeah. at your local venue be a ticket taker the, you'll have the first access into the venues where the managers are running around you can make up conversation there yeah. look for industry events whether that even be like festivals or concerts that you go to look around for the people that are working and don't ask for anything except for their time because they're not they're not they're not going to give you a backstage pass grant okay that happened to me but that wasn't the point yeah that wasn't the point mm -hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> one in a million one in, and also i didn't go backstage however when one direction performed at the iHeartRadio music festival uh two years later he got me a one direction all access pass so i could be in the back area where one direction was during iHeartRadio. yeah and he told me, he's like, if I hear anything about a crazy girl in the in the, in the dressing rooms, you're never working for me again. And I wasn't in the dressing rooms, but I was definitely outside of them. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I, and all of this being said, I wonder, like, how do you have time for your personal life? And, you know, aside from the Internet, um, is yeah. that is a difficult balance that you found? Um. At the beginning of the pandemic, immediately everything fell onto social media. Okay. Like every the whole world closed. And the only way that artists could be in touch with anybody was through socials. And my team kind of turned to me and said, what are we going to do? And I had no idea. So I'm really grateful for being able to use my time in the pandemic as a time to learn yeah. because I didn't have a social life. So I was inside base is what I'm saying. It's like, I was inside all the time. So I was able to really figure out the nooks and crannies of my job because mm -hmm. it, it social media took over. So I had to know everything. And yeah. now coming out of it, I feel like I'm confident in my work now where I know what I have to do to then separate and have my free time. Like I'm going to Lollapalooza tomorrow. I'm going to be able to like be out and about. I'm so excited. But like my, my team knows that I'm going to be out, but everything's already set and good to go. Like for socials, it's like, I, I don't have to worry about like, are they going to be able to handle it? I know they will. And when I come back and I'm doing events, I'm going to shows, I'm doing my thing. It's like, I, I know... I know what I need to do in order to have that free time. Whereas before being freelance and working jobs that I didn't want to be doing and not knowing and not feeling confident in my work, I was just always anxious about it. Yep. Um, but clear communication with your team. I also just have a great team in general. I mm -hmm. love them. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, I, yeah. I think a, a big part of it is just 
being confident in your work. Yeah. If you're constantly if you're constantly stressing about it, you're never gonna be able to step away from it. Right. Right. I, I you just saying you're going to Lollapalooza tomorrow. I was just wow. Like the fact that we can't do anything here in Korea. I'm like to go to Lollapalooza. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. And oh. guess who's performing at Lollapalooza? Harry Styles. Brockhampton. Oh, oh Brockhampton. <laughs> I was listening to Sugar on repeat last night. I love that song. It's yes, so that, that was. I would say they were my comfort artists during the mm. pandemic. And so to come out of it, and it's also like the only U.S. festival that they're doing. I'm like, I'm oh, on my way. Lit, lit. Well, I hope you have an amazing time. I can't wait to see updates on social media. By the way, where can people find you on social media? I pre-planned this for myself when I was growing up. All of my social media handles are Claudia with two A's at the end, 81. So Claudia, uh, 81. It's my, I almost said YouTube as if I have a YouTube channel. I don't. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all, all of the above. That's me. Nice. Well, and of course, make sure to follow Boys World pretty much. Um, what was, Dylan I'm Con sorry. It's okay. Dylan Conreek. Well Dylan Conreek as well. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you so much again, Claudia. Really, really thank you. Thank you for listening to this first chapter of Revolutionize the Stage, where we focus on fans turning their uh, their fandom into something professional. And Claudia, you are the epitome of doing that. And we love all the tidbits you gave us. Um, so we really, really, really appreciate it. And thank you guys again for listening. You can keep up with Revolutionize the Stage podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel, Venue Live's YouTube channel. And you can keep up on our Twitter and instagrams at rev the stage pod thank you guys for listening and see you next time thank you claudia bye